This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, yes, a good Thursday morning to one and all. It is Task the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. As we come to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocky Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a... Seamless mortgage experience, Mike Pete. Thank you across the way, Bonkish, with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time. We go and get to a little Browns football. Dustin Fox will join us a little later on in the program. From the fan in Cleveland, uh, he'll join Taz and myself coming your way in the third and final hour. What's going on, Taz? Good Thursday, bud. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Moose, it's good, man. Not too hot, not too cold, no rain. Everything's no. good weather-wise. We well, should good. be fine on that front. Uh, as far as your sports content and entertainment, this is the place you want to be, as they say, for the next three hours. Because uh, Moose and I will bring it like we always do. No, no question about it. So uh, it'll be uh, certainly a um, a good show. We've got yes. plenty to get into, no doubt about it. We'll mix in a little NFL as we'll go camping a little bit later on in the program. But... Um, you know, interesting day yesterday where he had some uh, where he had some comments by Steve Kerr and also the introduction of both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard yes. out there in Los Angeles uh, with the Clippers in their introductory news conference and press conference. But let's get to the comments by Steve Kerr first and foremost, which has been a you know a fascinating offseason uh, for the association, where you know parity is now the word, and people are debating who are the best dynamic duos in the NBA. Here's the Golden State Warriors head coach, who coming off an NBA Finals loss, Durant now a Brooklyn Net, Clay Thompson undergoing ACL surgery as he begins the recovery process, and the recovery process, I should say, is ongoing. Here's Kerr, the head coach, talking about uh, the Anthony Davis trade demand. Uh, down in New Orleans. Take a listen. As a former player, I I always sort of um, lean towards player empowerment. You know, guys, you know, who have earned their uh, right to free agency if they want to make a move and and you know make a move for their own careers. I'm I'm all for it. Uh, they've earned that right. Uh, my only issue is when a player who's under contract um, decides not to honor the contract. Um, I think that's a that's a problem, and that's something that could really affect the league. I think, um, you know, I think there's a way to to move, and there's a way to not move. Well, I mean, and and he would go on and and add to it. Let's hear, and this is courtesy of the Warriors Insider Podcast. Here's a little bit more more from the Warriors head coach. I'm not even talking about in the off season. If a you know, if a, a team like Oklahoma City decides to go a new direction, and they sort of mutually decide to part ways with uh, with Russell and Russell wants to move on. You know, I, to me that's a different deal. I'm talking uh, more about the Anthony Davis situation, you mm, know, where a guy's yeah. perfectly healthy and got uh, a couple years left on his deal and says uh, I want to I want to I want to leave. Yeah. Um I think that's a real problem um that that the league has to address that the players have to be careful with. Uh to me when you sign on that dotted line, um you owe your your effort um, and your play uh, to to that team, to that city, to the fans, 
and then it's it's completely your right to leave as a free agent. But uh, if you sign the contract, then you should be bound to that contract. Well, I mean, it's 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 interesting when you listen to Carr in terms of there's a number of ways to go. What hits you, Taz, when you hear what the Warriors head coach has to say? Ah, uh, yeah, most the first thing that hits me is I'm very surprised he mentioned someone by name and Anthony Davis, who's you know. Uh, uh, playing for the Lakers now, yeah, that 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 surprised me that he mentioned a player by name, um, and that's the first thing that jumped out. The other thing is, I I it just my I don't I don't want to say I disagree with anything he's saying, but I think it's a little bit uh, ambitious to think that we live in a perfect world, a, po- a perfect sports society where men or women sign contracts. And people just okay. I have a two year deal. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be noble, great, hardworking, and do the two years. And then uh, if I free agent, but 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 that doesn't always go down. It's not a perfect world. People want to leave sometimes. It happens. I'm not saying it's right. I'm surprised that Kerr, as su- successful as a player and obviously the head coach of the Warriors, and and he seems like a sharp guy, um, would be so perplexed and surprised and disappointed that players do this. Uh, it's this is something that's going to be very difficult to change. I mean, to stop people from doing this. I well, mean, you're not going to you're not going to be able to stop it. But do you think it's a problem? Um, I don't think it's a problem. I mean, as a former athlete who signed contracts, and I was at a place after my third contract that I wanted out at that time, and I was able to get out a little bit earlier. Um, I, so I kind of been in that position. So I, no, um, I don't think it's I don't think it's a problem. Um, I could see why some would think it's a problem. But I'm looking at it as the athlete. I don't think it's a problem. As a fan, if I'm a fan of you know the Pelicans, Anthony Davis is on the team like he was, and he, he, he and then you can see he's you know whatever he's mailed in. He don't want to be there. It's public. He don't want to be there. Yeah, that would bother me as a Pelican fan. And then now I know now well, then next you know he's gone in the Lakers. But I don't think it's like a problem. But I could see why some not to be on the fence, but I could see why someone think it's a problem. Okay, you know, do you but, see it as a problem? Well, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I do think there's something, you know, where you, you know you put your name on a contract, you right? Know, you shouldn't force your way out of a deal or not out of a deal. I mean, the deal's not going anywhere; it's guaranteed. But force your way out of a city um, with everything that went down with Anthony Davis uh, last year, for example, with the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, you know, I, I think in in today's day and age of the NBA. I think with the, um, I'd say the blurring of the lines uh, with with agents and friendships and business relationships with players off the NBA court, which is fine, which is their right to do, uh, but where you have agents that are working, say, like a Rich Paul behind the scenes yeah. uh, to get Anthony Davis to, say, the Los Angeles Lakers, where his other big-time representative uh, LeBron James is playing, you know, I do think that's a problem. I mean, I, I, I do think where, you know, that's that's an issue. When Anthony, when LeBron James is getting scolded uh, by the NBA for openly talking about playing with Anthony Davis, publicly flirting with Anthony Davis when he's under a contract with another organization. Right. Like, I, Th- that I, is I a problem. I, that, I agree with you. That, yeah. That's a problem. I agree. And so I, I think when you look at that entire situation, Taz, for Davis as an example, the way that it plays out. That's listen, a good point. People could get be unhappy for a number of different reasons. That's exactly it. I, right, but <laughs> so it, it's not exactly like you paint it with one broad brush. You can't say, well, once you sign a deal, it's got to be lock, stock, and barrel, right? Because 
There are guys that force their way out of a particular city because they want to be closer to home. There right. might be an issue with the family. There might be a health issue with the family. We've seen that before in the past, right? It wasn't yeah, sure. it wasn't it Derek Fisher with his with his daughter? Uh, I believe was dealing with ocular cancer, oh. um, mm. and he wanted to he wanted to be closer in a city, Taz, where his his daughter was yeah. going to be receiving the treatment that she needed sure. to treat yeah. to receive at the time. And and he forced his way out of a particular city. That listen, that's, I have no problem with that. At no, all, I, you got man. no problem with that, yeah. right? Now no, you look at you look at this Anthony Davis situation. You say, well, you know, it does reek a little bit. You say because the agent is like, like you know, well, the, yeah, right. it's, it's sketchy stuff going on. Right. He's working the angles with both teams, right? Well, that's, right. To well, get that's him out right. of the deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Correct. I mean, you right. know, when when you have LeBron making the public comments that he was making, and but you know, I I, I think. <clears throat> I think you're frustrated with an organization if they don't build a team right around you, if you're not winning, um, if you feel like you're not going anywhere, if you can see the light and want to put yourself in a better winning situation. I get that. I understand it. But then you also have to, you know, you have to have that understanding when you sign that contract to have that trust within the organization. So, you know, for, for Steve Kerr to come out and say it's bad for the league, I don't know if it's necessarily bad for the league. Um, right. But – I think in particular issue, particular examples, I think it, it, it can be problematic where right. you don't want it to be a case where I sign a guy to a four-year deal and then two years into the deal, he's like, listen, I'm, I have no interest in playing here anymore. Right. I want to go play someplace else where basketball is going to be easier and it's going to be easier to win. I'd have a problem with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I understand all that. I do, and I get it. And I, I kind of get what Kerr is saying, but I think you said something in your commentary there, a sentence that's very important about – you cannot uh, take you know a broad stroke with a brush. Uh, you worded it better yeah, than I did. Yeah, broad brush. You yeah, can't paint I, every situation. I, and I agree. Way. That's a that's a great point, and that's something I was going to say anyways. I mean, because there are so many different reasons, as you just laid out a couple of why somebody might want to leave a team. And there are other things that you don't hear about that maybe is going on with the team or going on in the locker room or ownership uh, uh, or, or front office management with that player. Maybe something didn't work out the way he thought it was going to work out, and he wants out of there. Maybe it's something in his relationship with uh, the, his significant other that, that, he, that he wants out and he wants to, you know, wants to leave, whatever. I mean, I don't feel, and I've said this before on our show here, um, and I've said it on my podcast about wrestlers, I, if someone does not want to be on a team or in a company or whatever, and they're under contract, it's very hard to hold them to the fire Say, listen, you got a year left. You got a year left. You got to stay. If someone's unhappy and they don't want to be there, why would you want them there? Why would you want them representing your your company on the air with a hot microphone or a camera in their face or uh, as a player on a team in a jersey where people are paying hard-earned money to go to a team and this guy don't want to play on this team? I don't want this guy on my team. I've always said, Moose, it's like a relationship. If you're with a woman and that woman doesn't want to be with you no more, and you're like, "Well, I really love you a lot, and we've been together for five years," well, I don't, you know, I don't want to be with you no more. I'm, I'm out. No, no, you have to stay. I don't want you to leave. You well, have to stay. You, you said you would stay with me forever. You, that, that's called a maniac. No, okay, no, <laughs> you can't force somebody to well, stay with you. Well, right. I mean, but, it's very similar, no, well, the relationship. Well, it is. Yeah, no, I, I get the relationship aspect, Taz, but if if you're a team, I mean, it's it's a it's a tad, if if I'm winning. And I got a player that's on the final year of his contract, and I know that he has no interest in staying or say he's got a year and a half left on his deal, but I've got an opportunity to win. Aren't I going to bank on, regardless of what his feelings are, I'm winning that year, regardless of what his feelings are toward the organization, 
I'm going to try and win. You're going to try and win, but you can't. But you can't force someone to to, to have passion to play on your team. Well, just because you're kidding. winning and he's a key component to help you win, I don't feel you can force someone to stay and make them. Ha- you know what I mean? Like I, I I just don't think that works. It just it, we've seen it in you know in sports a bunch. We've seen it. Most people listen to us right now probably aren't working in their jobs under a contract. Okay, we work under a contract. So when you have a contract, it's a piece of paper that, you know, you, you know, you sign to it and you're supposed to stick to it and it says you're supposed to stick to it, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? If someone wants out and they go to manager and say, I want out, I don't want to be here anymore. Well, I don't have to let you out. That's fine. So now you have someone that's either in your workplace or on your court or on your field or on mic or on camera that's not happy and don't and doesn't want to be there. If I was a management personnel or an owner of a, a team or something, I wouldn't want that guy on my team. Why would you want somebody that don't want to have passion? Unless, but unless they're winning. I mean, I'm going to bank no, but, on Moose, even if you're winning, I don't, you well, have to explain no, that to me. I'm what do you gonna, mean by Well, what I mean by that is that if I have a window, an opportunity to win a championship, and I trade said player who is, say, an A-level talent regardless of, of sport, right. and, and that's going to affect my entire team. And I've got an opportunity to win a championship, and I say trade said player, and my opportunity to win that championship is now gone. But what if the guy don't want to be there? Well, I'm, I'm going to bank on the fact that, you, you, I mean, there has to be a sense of professional pride. But, Moose, you're saying if you're winning, if your team is, you're. Yeah, you're, if I'm winning, he's upset not with his teammates, but something the organization. He don't want to be there anymore. Right. I'm on your team. We're winning, and I'm a key guy on your team. You're right. the general manager. Yeah. Okay, and I don't want to be there. So you're going to say, Taz, no, we, you got to stay here. We're winning with you. Is that what you're going to say to me? Yeah, for the time being, I am. And I'm going to say, Moose, I don't want to be here. I don't well, care if we're winning or not. It doesn't but, matter if we're But winning. you're under contract. I know I'm under contract. I want out. I don't want to be here. I, and so you could okay. So then you could say, well, too bad. Well, you signed the deal. Right. And now you, and that's true. And, and I'll say, okay, so you're going to hold me to the deal even though I don't want to be here. Which Correct. you rarely see with these guys. And the reason why you rarely see that is because you uh-huh. don't want to run the risk that this guy's going to... You're expecting him to be a professional. I'm not saying guys aren't, but you run the risk of someone not having, not being all in, not having full passion. Well, I, gonna, I've seen it in WWE. I've seen it in TNA. I've no, I, seen I, it in ECW. No, I've just seen it with professional contracts happen. No, I, and I, I get that, but I mean, individually and team wise, I mean, I would, I would imagine that you know, you want to, as a competitor, you're going to be there for your teammates, regardless of what you say, think about ownership or the general manager. Right. I mean, it, right. listen. The one thing that plays there is if you know there's an issue on the team, if getting rid of the player is going to affect the team in a positive way where yeah, he's not different. getting along yeah, with his I, teammates. I but yeah. but my thing is you step into that locker room, Taz. I mean, that's a brotherhood, right? I mean, you course, step in that locker course. room. Yeah. You know, you're laying it on the line yeah. every single night team, team, uh, for, team. for yeah. your for each and every guy. They're all doing their job. You're doing your job. If you all of a sudden, you know, you're not playing with the same passion or energy, I mean, then – then that also, I think that looks worse on you than it does the organization. You're right, but you know what? I'm going to say it can't happen. No, it, it's, it does look worse on me if, I, if I'm not as passionate and I, my play starts to drop. Okay. But see, that's the thing. when you have That's the risk you run as management or ownership when you have a guy or girl, a man or woman on your team, in your organization that Openly told you privately, but openly, uh, I don't want to be here. Well, let me ask you: You run okay. the risk well, of, of that you, person, if you're you know, the not performing well. Okay, if you're the Washington Redskins right now, right, right, they got Trent Williams who's right. ticked off at the medical staff down in Washington. 
because of a, a diagnosis a of a big growth. tackle. You're talking about, right, right? Yeah. right. One of the best left tackles in all yeah, the yeah, NFL, yeah. right? A growth, I believe, it was on his neck. All right, misdiagnosed or didn't pre, it didn't think uh, the the medical staff was doing their due diligence. Right, is holding out. Right, but clearly a franchise left tackle. Sure, right, great, great player. And it showed it, and his voice is frustration. Would you would you get rid of him? Well, somebody's not holding off, ticked off at the medical staff down in Washington. A lot of people are saying basically that the, the the red, you know, he wants he wants out of DC. Would you get rid of him? Well, but hold on, that's that's a very point blank question you're asking. The example's a little bit different. You have someone you're telling me that Williams is upset with the medical staff. Correct. He's not upset with the coaches. He's not upset with management. He's not upset with ownership. He's upset with sure. medical staff. So. That's something where I would sit him down and say, let's work this out. Let's talk. I'd get the head trainer or, or doctor, whoever's in charge there with the Redskins. Right, but it can't be worked out. Like, it reaches a point where, I mean, I could say the same thing about the example with a, a player being okay with the organization. I could have him that, sit down with the GM, sit down with the owner, try and work it out. But of course. It, it can't get uh, worked then out. I'll, I'll answer your question. If, it, if it's a medical staff thing and I'm sitting down with the head trainer or head doctor, me as ownership or management – and Williams, as a star player on my team, an offensive tackle, the medical staff's losing. Uh, it's, if it comes down to who am I keeping, I'm keeping a player. And I'm going to get a new guy, a new head trainer. I'm going to get, you know what I mean? So in that, that's why I said it's a little bit of a, that's a different situation. That, no, I know. There's you know no I mean? perfect example. I, the player's going to win, in my eyes, as ownership. No, in that I get case, it. I know? get it. I get it. And then, and and the player and talent often wins all the time. I mean, that's because they draw know. the money. Well, right. right. And, and they're the ones still the, performing. Correct. Right. I mean, you, you look at it, and and we're talking, having this conversation. If you're just joining us here on this Thursday morning, playing off the Steve Kerr comments that. Uh, he died on the uh, Warriors Insider podcast um, and, and commenting to the Anthony Davis demand out of New Orleans saying that it's not necessarily good for the league. And, uh, you know, it, listen, good, bad, um, it, you know, it's created a situation now in Los Angeles, Taz, where, you know, the Lakers certainly feel a lot better about themselves with LeBron James and Anthony Davis than they did before, even after they felt burned by everything surrounding Kawhi Leonard. Uh, for Steve Kerr, though, I mean, he mentions the Anthony Davis scenario, and he mentioned that he's often a, a player's coach and defending the players. Um, I don't think, just as he did, and as we've talked about this morning, uh, I, I don't think you can look at you can look at that particular situation and say, okay, that one bothers me. But there'll be many examples or other examples of players that want to get themselves out of a situation for a number of different reasons, and they have every reason why to get themselves out of a situation. I mean, Anthony Davis got himself out of New Orleans because he did not believe he was going to be able to win down in New Orleans. It was tired of wasting t- years off of his career waiting on the Pelicans to get good, correct? Right, yeah, I mean, right, at the end of the day, the yes, but at the end of the day, he was, he was unhappy, which lead to, le- leads to unhappiness. So from what we're understanding, yeah, that's why he wanted I me. Mean, we don't know if there was more to it. That's the thing. I think sometimes the media runs with things, and, and unless you hear a player say that, I mean, I, 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 you know, I mean, sources to me go so far, but I want to hear it from the player. And if the player don't want to share that, that's his private business. We don't know what else. He might have just not like being down there in, in beautiful New Orleans. Who knows? I mean, um, it, it could have been more to it. I'm, I'm sure that's the case, that Davis wanted to win. Yeah. But I want to no, I want to ask you, uh, with Curdo, were you surprised, speaking of Davis, that he mentioned uh, no, Davis by name? You weren't surprised. I was not. It didn't, okay. You know why? Uh, I think... Um... I think prog- I think Steve Kerr is a progressive head coach, right? That players uh, coach too. Players coach that does not mind talking about difficult issues. 
uh, in the NBA or, say, politically or what's going on in the world. I mean, Steve Kerr has been a guy that's kind of been a reporter's best friend, right? I mean, he, sure. he really has. He's talked about anything and everything. Yeah, he's open book. Yeah. All right, correct. So, um, no, it, it didn't. Uh, it didn't surprise me they mentioned Anthony Davis. I, I think you got to be careful. Like, if I'm Anthony Davis, I'm going to be a little ticked off. Because I'm, and I'm not going to say nothing public. I'm like, who the frick is he? He's not my coach. I don't play with him or for him. You know, why is he spitting my name out of his mouth? I'm not in his organization. I, that's how a player is going to look at that. Trust me, Davis is saying uh, that. He won't say yeah, it publicly, but he's pissed. Because uh, I don't think it's right to mention another player, in my opinion. I don't think that's right. I, and I was surprised. I want to say this one more thing, Moose. Also, this was done in a podcast. Correct. And this is what happened. You, you were out last week, and when Jim Harbaugh had the comments, he, that was in a podcast, some of the stuff that Harbaugh was saying. And like I said here, when Andrew and I were sitting here, uh, as a podcaster, I could tell you, like a lot, and you podcast also, you understand, sometimes when you have a guest in a podcast, it, it's very intimate. So it's like they, they can say things they wouldn't normally say on broadcast, you know, terrestrial radio or right. satellite radio or TV, because it feels very intimate because it's just... It's a, it's not live. It's taped. Yada yada. So you feel like, ah, eh, you know what? So it, sometimes people will yeah. say things in the podcast. You, you know, can have I mean? your yeah. kind of armor down a little bit. Correct. Right. Correct. That's uh, that's a better I mean, way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the stuff with Harbaugh a week ago was intriguing. The stuff certainly um, uh, the, on the Warriors Insider podcast was intriguing. Yes. Uh, with Steve Kerr, I want to hear from you at eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two. Four two two seven. Were you surprised what Steve Carr had to say? What he had to say about Anthony? Is it right? And not just Davis, but is it bad for the league in which uh, players are forcing their way out of of particular cities uh, in the NBA, even with uh, years left on their contract? Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Yeah, and if you had something real quick, if you if you were in a job and you didn't want to be there no more, yeah. but you gave your word, you feel you have to stay there. Uh, you know, if you put yourself in a player position with a contract and you don't want to be there no more, you feel you have to stay there. 855-212-4227. Taz Moose on a Thursday morning, CBS Sports Radio. This is basketball legend Christian Leitner, and you're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. Yep. On this uh, Thursday morning, Dustin Fox will join us. We'll do a little Browns football as we continue our training camp tour yeah. uh, a little later on in the program. Uh, a little NBA gets us going. We'll get into the Steve Bomber uh, oh, presser yesterday. Because stuff. it was really more about him uh, than it was about Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. But <laughs> we hear from funny. the two superstars yeah. of the Clippers as well yeah. uh, here momentarily. Uh, look who's here. Bogus is in yeah, wow, What's up, Andrew? In. It's great to see him. Come in, and here I am. Yeah, ready to go. You know, I have a problem with this guy, Moose. Me? Yeah, you. I just got here. Uh, because it doesn't take long. Because I ended up, I had to sell some tickets last night. Oh, yeah, this is definitely my fault. See, Moose, you didn't know what happened here. So what happened, remember a few weeks back, I remember what, what event it was. Andrew said that he bought tickets for, for his, was it your wife's birthday or something? Uh, yes, huge, huge uh, Mother's Day. Hugh Jackman is yeah. doing a one-man show. Which apparently was not that good from what we hear. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, iffy, iffy uh, right. early so, returns. You know Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Okay, great. So here's what happened. So when, when Andrew said that. Wolverine. Right, Wolverine. When Andrew said that. I had this idea. I'm like, wow. 
that's a great gift to give your wife or your husband, you know, your significant other, a gift tickets. I've never done that. I usually just give diamonds or cars, you know, for years. So, so, um, <laughs> so I'm like, that's a pretty good idea. So what happens is I go and I buy tickets for, you know, uh, Michael Bublé. You guys are familiar with this guy, mm. right? Canadian Jones, right? Yeah. Michael Bublé, the singer. My wife's a big fan of his for like a lot of years, like a lot of people are, right? I think he's a little soft, but my wife's a big fan of Michael Bublé. Okay, so she's always dropped these hints to me about getting tickets for Bublé. Like, hey, you never bring me to see Bublé, that type of hint. So I'm like, it's okay. Not really a hint. I know. So when they just said this, I went way back and I bought these tickets online for right. Michael Bublé for The Garden. Okay, right here, Master Square Garden, World's Most Famous Arena. But when I bought it, and this is the knucklehead moment, too many chair shots to my head, I didn't realize that the event was Wednesday night. I thought it was a Friday night. Who the hell wants to go to a concert on a Wednesday night when you host a morning drive yeah, show I on the radio? I can see why this is my fault. Right, yeah. exactly. So I had to turn around because I told my, my wife, said, I love Michael Buble, but I don't want to go to a concert on a Wednesday night. I said, but I said, Wednesday night? She goes, look, I gave it to her for Mother's Day. She goes, well, look at the date. She goes, that's a Wednesday, Taz. That's not Friday. I'm like, son of a... So... She goes, I don't want to go. Taz at home? Yeah, of course. Sometimes HSM, she calls me. No, she... Human suplex. Yeah, just there's no nicknames. I call her kitten. So anyway... That's so, a nice nickname. There's no way she calls you human <laughs> suplex machine. Stop. Stop. Play along with this. This is a good bit. I know. So, I understand. No, I'm not, I'm not so, killing any bit. I, I just so, got... There's no way she You just had you, to say that. Hey, yeah. HSM. <laughs> what would you like for lunch? I mean, come on, dude. Come on. All right. Maybe not HSM. <laughs> I mean, so anyway, right, you're right. You're right. I'll I mean, give you that. Taz T-shirt. Taz T-shirt running around. Yeah, I would like you to. I would like to see that they wear the HSM. Listen, a uh, kitten. Uh, I want you. I want you to uh, dress me as human suplex machine. I'd be like, what? <laughs> oh my god! So we had a house. <laughs> she would actually. She would. Like, uh, we need some big. Uh, we need some bagels. <laughs> <laughs> and don't buy me tickets for a concert, knucklehead, on a Wednesday. So, <laughs> so I buy the these. Taz. I buy these freaking tickets, and I didn't realize it was Friday night. And it was a Wednesday. It was night. a Wednesday. So you got rid of them, bro. What did you lose money on the deal? I did. How'd you know? You've done this. Well, no, you? I haven't. No, but usually when you're trying to get rid of tickets late, people aren't looking to pay, you know, double the price. Unless it's, you know, uh, what's Hamilton. The, what's the, unless it's double or triple what, the price. What's the, what's the expression? Took a bath? Yeah. Uh, I took a bath, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, when I, did you sell them? Uh, it, down to the Wire Jones. Uh, the concert started last night at 8. I had to chop my price. It had, I, for the past two weeks, I've been chopping a price. And I had good tickets. Aisle seats, floor, Jones. Oh, nice. Yeah, they were. How many rows from the uh, stage? Uh, one. On the stage. One row. No, so, no, no, they weren't one row. It was like 20, like 20 rows back. Oh, that's still Yeah, that was nice. Seats. Really good seats. They were expensive, obviously. Yeah, right. And a couple of, you know, several Hondo each. And, uh, yeah. So, you, had a took, you, had, you took a little bit of a hit. Yeah. You got rid of the. Well, More than half. Let's just leave it at that. Well, yeah. but, I mean, you would have sucked it up and went if she was like, all right, let's go. Oh, because I had to be here, Taz and the Moose, 6 a.m. No, you would, have, you would have done. No, come on. You Bro, just... I, I wouldn't have. She did not want to go on a Wednesday, and she loves Michael Bublé. Even, even, on, a, even on a Wednesday night? So if you well, were she like, gets up, and she does like, like training in the go. morning. She's training. She's doing, you know, she does. So she didn't want to. She's like, no, I don't want to mess up my routine. Friday or Saturday, I'll go with you. I'm not going Wednesday. I'm like, okay, kitten, no problem. 
So oh, Michael hotel, would be, maybe. I'm making my wife sound like a real heel. Well, it's but just it's everybody, it's everybody's fault but yours. I did this, and she doesn't want to wake up on a weeknight. <laughs> so I'm just being, you know, I was the good guy when I bought him. Now I'm the good guy for taking the bet. I'm questioning the fandom of Michael Buble. Yeah, she can go last night. Dude, you're right. Like, I've never seen him I, in concert. I, I, I got great seats. I think that's a good I, point. I really don't want to mess up my schedule. I, I think that's right. a good point. I can't work out an hour later and then go sit by one of our pools. I'm starting to think that. That uh, now, if it was what's his name, because uh, I love him too. What's his name? Hawaii Jones. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Well, um, Moana. Oh, we saw him in concert. No, no. Uh, Don Ho. No. Hawaii. Oh, why? That concert. Oh, I've heard that name in ages. No, the, uh, Surfer Jones. He's got a great voice. Kind of drawing a blank. Um, poor Surf. guy. Yeah. No. What's his name? He's. Um, you guys will know right away. Paul Anka. No, not Paul. Is he young or old? He's like 34. Jack Johnson? 30. That's the guy we're talking yes. about. Wow. Jack All Johnson. Right. He's the You know Jack Johnson? Not familiar. No. Oh, you, you know a couple of songs. You'll know his songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Banana Pancakes is one of his songs. Uh, what was pancakes. the, the call? Yeah. No, dude, it's a great song. If you can Banana find it. Banana Pancakes, yeah. Yeah, no, dude, it's a great song. You, you'll like his His okay. music was in your... What was the the kitty movie? The, the, the kids movie? Moana? No. No, his music was in. There was a movie... Um, if someone no, uh, curious George. That's it. Boom. Do you know this guy? Don't you know? Yeah, of course. No, come on. Now you got to be sarcastic. No, just, yeah, you know he was big when I was in banana college. Pancakes. Just banana, banana pancakes. pancakes. No, I have no idea. I've never heard of him. There's I another guy. I've never heard. Of him. Real deal. I, I, I'm not saying he's not. I've never heard. Of him. No, no, I'm just telling you. He's legit. I'm surprised I'm, you haven't heard. You're a music guy. I'm surprised. No, I, yeah, uh, he's a little biscuit fan. To, driving down the he wants to stab Jack Johnson. He's a Fred Durst guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as big a listener. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm listening to driving down the West Side Highway. Dude, this. this is badass. This, this Jack Johnson, bro. Smooth Jones. Yeah, no, so she loves Jack Johnson. So do I. So if that was Jack, I think then we'd be like, all right, Wednesday we'll go. But no, uh, the Buble, I think you're right. Maybe her fandom for him has dropped. But um, yeah, uh, so that's the deal. So that's uh, so it's Andrew's fault because I had mm. to buy these tickets because he gave me this idea without yeah. telling me. And uh, and that's where we are. All right, so, so you so. blame Bogish. Absolutely. And it makes total sense. I can see the straight line yeah, from right. him buying tickets Did, for a when, different when are you show. Going to see Hugh it's Jackman? not even. It's not till October. Mm. Yeah. But the problem is, Moose. He heard Andrew heard that it's not too good of a show. The initial reviews. reviews were not great. Well, maybe it'll get better. Hey, that's my hope. That's your hope. Yeah, maybe working out the kinks by October. It'll be better. That's it. All right, well, there you go. All right, take it away. Hey, oh, Andrew, thanks, Moose. So here's you your report. It. It's update. sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. It was Mets second baseman Robinson Cano on Tuesday night. Cardinal shortstop Paul DeYoung last night. Here's a swing, and the ball's hit high in the air. Deep left center field, and this ball is gone. Paul DeYoung with a three-homer game. The Cardinals lead 14-6. to six. That's John Rooney on Cardinals Radio. Three long balls, five RBI, four runs scored for DeYoung in a 14-8 victory in Pittsburgh. His Redbirds have now won 10 of 13. They remain a half game behind the Cubs atop the NL Central. Chicago, an afternoon win in San Francisco yesterday, before which they sent struggling infielder Addison Russell to AAA. Cano and his Mets, by the way, took a 7-2 home loss from the Padres. An RBI ground out for Cano 
the night after his three-homer game. The Angels, 3-2 winners at Dodger Stadium. They take all four meetings of the Freeway Series. Patrick Corbin <laughs> and the Nationals shut out the Rockies 2-0 after a 3-2 afternoon win. Washington now 36-15 and since May 24th. They are four games behind the Braves in the NL East. Atlanta shut out at home by the Royals last night, 2-0. The Yankees outscored the Twins 10-7 in their rubber game in Minnesota. The Twins' AL Central lead is down to two on Cleveland. They blank Toronto 4-zip. Shane Bieber, 10 Ks in a one-hitter. QB Jared Goff checked into Rams training camp yesterday without an extension. He has this season and next left on his rookie deal. Nothing's changed. Yeah, no, same, same spot. Just kind of, just let it, just, just kind of, time will take care of that, or yeah. what's kind of your attitude? Yeah, time will take care of it. Just go out and play. Carson Wentz, picked after Goff to start the 2016 draft, already has his extension in Philly. Titan safety Keith Byard signing a five-year extension. The new six-year package reportedly worth as much as $72 million, with 31 mil guaranteed. Teammate Taylor Lewan, meanwhile, facing a four-game suspension for a banned substance. The Pro Bowl left tackle says he took Osterine unknowingly and released polygraph test results to support his claim. Veteran wideout Emmanuel Sanders returning to seven-on-seven drills yesterday in Denver for the first time since tearing his Achilles in practice in early December. Kevin Love, the latest player to withdraw from Team USA for September's World Cup in China. Love brings that total to nine, with training camp starting in less than two weeks in Vegas. And from the swimming world championships in South Korea, Katie Ledecky swimming the 4 by 200 meter freestyle relay this morning. The five-time Olympic champ withdrew from two races earlier this week with an unspecified illness. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate that. 855-212-4CBS is your number to call. Fired up Steve Bomber, And we'll hear from Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. We'll get into that next. It's Taz. It's Moose. It's a Thursday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on your car insurance. And this weekend, it's the final round of the Major League Fishing's 2019 General Tire World Championship. Followed by the PGA Tour's best competing at the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. All on CBS. So we kicked off the program talking about Steve Kerr's comments. Yesterday, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers had their introductory press conference of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, first and foremost, the most entertaining thing might be uh, the owner, Steve Ballmer. Let's you think? take a listen. Yes. <laughs> Please welcome Clippers chairman Steve Ballmer. Love you, dear. I have these notes, but I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! I'm, I'm just delighted 
You know, I'm proud of what we did last year. We had a hell of a team. Played the right way hard, gritty, tough, resilient. That's what the Clippers are about. And I just, it was a great season. Great season. 48 wins. Great season. Not what we want, but a very great season. I'm so proud of the guys we have. I'm so proud of the guys who are coming back. We got the guys who I think will be perfect to put together with Paul and Kawhi to really give us the chance to do the only real thing we want to do. I got to say, being number two, being number four, we're only here for one reason. We want to win it all. There's only one reason. Oh, my God. Well, there you have Dude, it's unbelievable. Well, well, I, mean, I appreciate the energy <laughs> He's level. got some energy, man. I you got to give him that. Yeah. I, you know, he's a huge fan. You know, he's uh, obviously he's a billionaire. He's an NBA owner, right? He's uh, excited the fact that the organization uh, was able to pull it off. Uh, he's trying to step out of the shadow of the Los Angeles Lakers. We all know right. that, you know, L.A. is a Laker town, as the Clippers are trying to do that task. Um you know, I I think uh, I do appreciate the the excitement level for Steve Bomber. <laughs> who wouldn't want to play? Who wouldn't want to play for that guy? I know. Well, the thing is, I no, I appreciate his energy too and his his, his passion. You know, it's funny. I, I will say when you watch it on because uh, I, I watched it uh, on t- on uh, what do you call it video online, and it, it's uh, it, he doesn't come off as much as a wackadoo as he does when you just listen to it. Um, it he it seems like it fits more when you watch his passion, but. But to me, the funny thing, Moose, is like, so Kawhi Leonard's on this guy's team. And it just, I would just, I'd love to be a fly on a wall to just watch the conversations with Kawhi, who is a type M personality, and this guy, Bama, who's just over-the-top type A. I'm just fired up to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine, because Kawhi is so laid-back Luke, you know, where this guy here is just, like, not laid-back. Man, the, the, he is just over the top, he, just hysterical. You know, I mean, you know, and you're right. I mean, that's a good way to get some headlines or get people excited about the other team in Los Angeles instead of them maybe they'll morph out of being called, you know, referenced as the other team uh, in the Clippers, you know, as opposed to the Lakers. Here is Bomber introducing his two new superstars. But most of all, I'm pumped <laughs> to say hello as Clippers to Paul and Kawhi. Come on! Come on! Come on! Get up! Come on, get up! If you were psyched as I am, get up! Oh, man. Yeah! Two guys who I am so excited to have. No. Two guys who are, are tough. You watch them play, they're tough. I love the toughness. They're tough. Um, dude, I, I, he is just, when he's telling her, get up, come on! Yeah, I know. And his voice is cracking. Dude, you know, he should go on a hockey and NHL team because I could picture Ovechkin. You know, him and Ovechkin just screaming at it. Do you remember when Ovechkin won the yeah! cup? Yeah! <laughs> yeah! That's awesome. Uh, uh, that was yeah, great. you could uh, listen, um, and that's what you want to hear. I mean, if, if you're a Clipper fan, I think that's that's what you want to hear. I mean, you had the guy that was uh, basically professing his love for Steve Bomber when he got introduced, and then Bomber basically imploring everybody to get up on their feet. 
Um, and uh, and applaud both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard now being the Los Angeles Clippers. I, you know, that's you know, I don't know if you know that's him when he wakes up on a on a Thursday morning, you know, getting ready to eat breakfast. Well, he's a billionaire. Um, he's always happy. Well, I, I would imagine. I mean, you know, whatever. But I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I I think it's it's him understanding of where that Clippers organization is right now, Taz, and it's very entertaining. It's fun, and um, I think if you're a Clipper fan, you got to be excited. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're not, uh, you know, the the ownership will make you excited by screaming at you to get yeah, excited. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, let's hear from uh, Kawhi Leonard, shall we? Uh, as he gets introduced yesterday and uh, and talked about, uh, you know, his respect for the Raptors even after leaving that franchise. Also, just want to, um, you know, thank the city as far as the restaurants. Um, you know, giving up that Kawhi and dying uh, throughout the playoffs. <laughs> uh, took advantage of that. <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> How about joining the Clippers in Los Angeles? Take a listen. They want to win. I want to win again. And um, just it's an opportunity for us to just build our own, you know what I mean, uh, to make history. They haven't been to a finals. Uh, they haven't won a finals. So, um, you know, that was something big and exciting for me to, you know, make my decision. Yeah, how about Paul George talking about teaming up with Leonard in Los Angeles? Cut four, Pete. I remember uh, when I was in Indy and we drafted Kawhi, uh, I was a little confused by it because I was the two guard there Mm -hmm. and Kawhi was my position. And um, I was a bit nervous for that competition that was coming. Um, But if we fast forward that and... uh, Knowing what I know now, being the player that I am, the player he developed into, I wish we would have kept that pick, and I wish we would have progressed together. And uh, we could have did some special things in Indiana. But it's great to fast forward to where we're at now. We're both here in L.A., and um, it, it just seems like it's, this was destined. We were supposed to play together. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and Kawhi made that destiny happen. How about Doc Rivers talking about the fact that uh, he's fired up, ready to go? When you guys leave the gym, we're going to get to work. And, and that's the moment that we want. Like, we've done some winning. We want to be the winners. That's our goal. Yeah, they want to be the winners. They've mm. done some winning, Taz, but uh, uh, they want to be the winners. Um, and, you know, you heard basically everything that I guess you were expected to hear yesterday when, when both those players get introduced. I mean, Paul George was fired up about being a Los Angeles Clipper. We know about Kawhi Leonard, be that being his uh, – uh, his uh, choice and his team of choice. Uh, he wanted to have that secondary star. Um, you know, when he says build something, it's a little strong. I mean, I, if you want to, you know, nitpick with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, when you <clears throat> when you add himself and right, then right. you throw and and you demand that you have to go get Paul George in, in order for me to sign with you. That's not necessarily building something. When I think about building something, Taz, I think about starting from the ground up, right? I right, think about right. you know. Right, you know, yeah. drafting guys, developing young the grassroots players. of the right. whole deal. From, I mean, that's, right, right. that's building something. Right, you, right. you know, you're able in one off season, kind of, you know, build upon <laughs> last year and add two huge superstars for you know, money. Right. That's not how you build. Well, right. I, well, you know what I mean, that, that, I, and I know what you mean. You so. know what I mean. <laughs> I do not, know what you mean. It's not exactly building. <laughs> yeah. Now he right. wants to say, and here's the one thing that motivates Kawhi: he wants to bring another championship to a city that hasn't won one. And yeah. if he's able to do that, I mean, it's an unbelievable add-on to his resume and his career. Southern California guy, it's cool for him, man, for him and, and his family to, you know, to come see him play. It's easy access to go see him play right there at Staples, you know what I mean? So 
it's great. I mean, it's great. I mean, and it's good. it just makes the NBA as always just it get every year gets more and more interesting and and fun to cover. So it's, especially out there in LA, it's going to be great. I mean, between the Lakers and the Clippers, because Clippers are no joke. They weren't no joke last year, and they're not going to be any. They're definitely not going to be a joke this coming year. So no, and they're not. And they've got an owner, as we mentioned, that's got a lot of energy to oh, me. Who, you know, if I worked for the Los Angeles Clippers, and you know, say I was having a bad day, it would kind of bother me. Why well, he's screaming in well, your face? He's like right, yeah. a billionaire owner, right? Who just had his like you know, who just had his. Uh, um, it's spicy tuna roll for lunch, and he's all excited, yeah. fired up, yeah. pepping around. You're having an awful day. Your yeah. car broke down. It's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I just got an old chase on on my uh, Bugatti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You want to take a ride in my Bugatti or my Ferrari? I mean, I appreciate the energy level, but would that bother you after a while? Yeah, that's a little too much. (laughs) Uh, Decaf, sir, decaf. uh, It's Daz of the Moose on this Thursday. CBS Sports Radio. Yeah! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.